Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello, sister. Oh, that does not inspire confidence. <laughs> I am already worried. Why? Does this door lock? Am I locked in here? Is, what is? It is locked, actually. Is it actually is locked? Yeah. It's locked on our side, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's less, less weird. So every... Well, the past few episodes, you've been giving me gifts. Like, gifts from authors, like books, or candles. Good gifts. Or... I give good gifts. Yeah. So, I didn't want the listeners to think that I don't give back. So... Remember when I went to Montreal uh, two days ago and asked, do you want anything? You did. Did you actually get me the thing I asked for? What did you ask for? I asked for maple sugar candy. Interesting. Look what I'm pulling out here. Ooh, it's in French. What is this? Our penguinologist has a coworker who is from Montreal, and he said that these are very sweet maple candies that are best eaten with tea. I like tea, as it happens, as lucky as that may be. Yes, let's see. They are a, uh, a pearl d'érable, uh, a maple pearl, pure maple butter, white chocolate, and maple sugar. Okay, then. I don't know. They uh, oh, they uh, they go out of date on avril, uh, le premier avril, vingt uh, vingt. The first of April in 2020? Yeah! yeah. I just get to say, vah, That's the whole reason I said that. <laughs> well, thank you! This is a lovely gift. You're welcome. And looks very edible. We shall see. Yay! <laughs> we shall see. At some point. Not right now, because that would just make the whole podcast just the smacking sound. Right. Well, more of a smacking sound. I'm already making a bit of a, a smacking sound as it is. And what what do we do on this podcast here? Well, we, we talk about French candies. Canadian French Well, they're candies. Canadian French I mean, we don't we don't sit around. With, well, with well, the last them. episode was like a French author, right? And I was like, eh, it is oh, French. Oh, yeah, it's right? a French. Oh, oh, and so now it's... Canadian French, eh? Oh, oh, oh. Did you hear? Oh, 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 eh? <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I had to put That's that exactly little. Exactly. I they knew sound. there was a difference in the accent. No one will be offended I, by that. I couldn't figure out how to do the different accent, and then I did. It just came to me. It just came to me. Brilliant. Well, what else do we do on this podcast? Oh, uh, ch- uh, children's books. Sure. What kinds? Pictures. Sure. Why do we do it? Cause. Mm, I think I need a better one. Because... Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Yes, we take picture books that are considered by some to be classics and determine if they should be classics or should not be classics. That, that. That, that. And uh, 2020. <laughs> Is that my vision? But yes. In any case. Uh, to, okay, so. We have done what I would call cult picture book classics in the past. Like The Lonely Doll, for example, is considered a cult classic picture book. Uh, one might say outside over there, that weirdo, uh, Maurice Sendak. Yeah, with the ice baby. Very good. You remember it. Yeah. Yeah. 
You remember the Ice Baby. That's all I remember. Yeah, it's all you need to remember. <laughs> and, uh, well, we did Duck Death and the Tulip, which is an import, but it's also kind of a cold classic uh, yeah, in some Yeah, the trench coat. Trench coat? Uh, house where, coat. Yeah, yeah, with the duck. Yeah. And, and Death, and, and there was a tulip somewhere in there. In any case, today's, uh, we're doing a Christmas book. But not just any Christmas book. A cultiest cult of the cult classic Christmas book I could possibly think of. This book, I'm going to have to give a, a shout-out to the woman who introduced it to me. That would be Alison Morris at First Book, uh, uh, formerly of uh, you know bookstore fame. She, once long ago, we were both doing a freelance job for Scholastic, and she said, this is my favorite Christmas book. And I proceeded to read it, and it just occurred to me recently, and I was like, this is the perfect Christmas book to do with Kate. Are you ready? For the perfect cult classic picture Christmas book. Small miracle. A small miracle indeed. By Peter Collington. Indeed. Peter Collington. Are you familiar with a small miracle? No, is that Mother Teresa? No, that's just a woman with a headscarf. Oh. No, Mother Teresa is not uh putting a crush together, but that's a crush. You can see the little Little baby Jesus and the and the Mary and the Joseph and all the oh they're figurines yeah little figurines they're like oh, little uh, from far away it doesn't I can't I don't know what I'm looking at well you're gonna have that I'm experience a, again I'm, I'm looking at a small miracle apparently you are looking at a I would not call this a small miracle but, but that's the title I know I feel like it's a it's a mistake a misnomer if you will go find out why okay okay. While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information on Mr. Peter Collington. Peter Collington, you you know Mr. Peter Collington, don't you Americans? No, you probably don't. Now, this book that we're talking about today, A Small Miracle, came out in 1997, which meant, for me, the big question, is he alive? He is alive. He lives in England. And in fact, he's been widely praised over the years, so much so that the Chicago Tribune once called him a master of wordless picture books. He was winner of the 1994 Bologna Book Fair Honor Award. He's written books like The Angel and the Soldier Boy, On Christmas Eve. And uh, just to tell you, he's still up and doing stuff. On National Doodle Day, which I guess was September 20th of 2019, he did the Google Doodle. So there you go. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Oh, but this book is wordless, so... Oh. <laughs> Perfect! Perfect! We've got it down! The rest of the podcast is going to sound exactly like that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting just talking about this book that has no words. It has no words. And I remember when we first started the podcast, there was that woman who complained we should not talk about the pictures as much. Well... We didn't have an Instagram account then. True. So now we can show... The things. And besides, we're occasionally going to do a wordless book. Now, have we ever done a wordless book before? Yeah, wasn't Tuesday? Oh, yeah, Tuesday totally well, was. I mean, it kind of says the name of the... It says Tuesday, but beyond that... Didn't it say Times? It said Times. It did yeah. say Times. And it did say Next Tuesday, I think, at one point. So, mm. yeah. Mm. So, you open this book, and on the very title page... Mm -hmm. Is an accordion. Yeah. That's an, I would say that's an accordion. See, it looks too small to be an accordion. But aren't there different kinds of accordions? There are. Aha. There's con con concertinas, which oh, yes. are smaller, but this is not that because this has 
the keys like of a piano. Yes. But it just seems like it's not enough keys. I feel like there there are so many different kinds. This is some form. She, we start with this old woman waking up from her bed mm. and we are introduced to her room in a well it's in a wagon apparently it's like a gypsy caravan yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the most dangerous place she could possibly be living because yeah. she sleeps like in a loft bed uh-huh. she gets down with like a stool yeah but like old people not fall a step and die yeah so... not, not a step stool a no. stool that you would sit like... a rickety stool like a four-legged one. And but next still. to that, there's a hole in the floor. Really a huge hole in the floor. I did not notice that the first time I read it until, well, later. Right. So. Very dangerous. Very dangerous location. And you... I'll get to her. Hold on. <laughs> People are going to be so mad at me when I say this. Okay. But, so she's looking around the place. She's trying to find something to eat. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see anything in her cupboards or in her drawers. And she takes out her money box. Yeah. And there's no money in there. So she's putting on her clothes and realizes, okay, I'm going to take my accordion and go out into the city. Do some busking. Make some money so yep. I can eat. Right. This is where people are going to get mad at me. Okay, just go for it, I guess. Her I guess. illustration of her face yes. reminds me of the Supreme Leader of the First Order in Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, they're but, both rather wrinkly. Yes, to... Compliment her. Okay. I like that she has hairy legs. Does she really? Yeah. Oh. oh well, yeah. yeah, she doesn't exactly appear to have running water in there. Oh, no, I guess she does have running water. So, right. So she's got hairy legs. She's stepping out of her wagon. Yeah. She's going to go to town. Conquer the world, old <laughs> right. lady. So she, so she walks into a church. Well, she walks past a church. Yeah, she's not going Sees in. that uh, presumably the priest is setting up the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then she goes into town. Out of the back of a Subaru, which at which point I was like, oh. I don't know this if that's is a Subaru. Pre- I don't know. It's clearly present day-ish, though. It's not like this is... Because until then, this could be many moments in the past. It's definitely European, judging by the license plate. Oh, no, no. This is England. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she goes into town, and you can tell how long she's been out there playing the accordion by the sign on the cafe. Oh. You never noticed that? No. What is it? It starts off by saying, breakfast now being served. Oh, no Then the next picture says, lunch now being served. Then the next picture is, um, afternoon tea now being served. Proving that this is England. Yes. And at this point, (laughs) she is just... Sitting. She's not very happy because she hasn't gotten any money, right? Nobody's even looking at her. Right. Because we've all done that, I'm afraid. And so she looks next to her and it's a pawn shop. Yep. So she decides to hawk her accordion for a few bucks, and she puts it in her money mm-hmm. tin box. With, with the key. Yep, and starts walking out of the store, mm-hmm. presumably to get food. Right. But unfortunately, a man on a motorbike steals her box of money mm-hmm. and drives away. Yeah. How rude. How rude. So mean. So very mean. And right around Christmas time, too. Yeah, and so this poor woman, no accordion, no money, right. no food, right. decides, well, I guess I might as well just go back to my wagon mm-hmm. home. Right. Walks past the church back home, mm-hmm. sees that same <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> it's, it's a 
juvenile delinquent coming out of the church. <laughs> he's literally driving out of the church. Yeah. Like, this is just rudeness on top of rudeness. And he's holding a bucket that says, help the needy, and obviously that's like... He's stolen the, yeah, he's stolen the money for the poor, yeah. 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 So she... The collection box. Collects all of her angry old woman powers. Yes. Steals, like, takes, rips it out of his well, hands. Well, he's also, like, riding on ice, which is just stupid. So, well, yeah. she rips it yeah, out of his hands. Yeah, she gets it from him. He falls off his bike. She gets into the church, immediately locks the door, and listens to hear if he's still out there. Yeah. That would be a very terrifying experience. Okay, super terrifying experience. Like, when do you think it's safe to go? There's no phone. She doesn't look for a phone to try to call for help, and who would listen to her anyway? you can see, like, her money tin in his jacket pocket. He still has it. Yeah. Yes. But she doesn't grab this is that. A, this she is grabs... important that he still has it, I should say, by the way. It'll come up later. Well, really? Yeah, it does. Oh, I missed it, that. Oh, yeah. It's, so... it's very interesting. Oh, wait, no, I do remember. All okay, right, so right. anyway, so she doesn't grab that. She grabs the money that was supposed to be for the church mm-hmm. and uh, and goes into the, you know, she locks the door, she's in the church, mm-hmm. and notices the nativity scene yeah, is crash. all askew. Yep. Everyone's all higgledy-piggledy. Yep. So she puts everyone back in their rightly place, and she puts the tin of money for the needy Mm. back by the nativity scene, checks to make sure that the motorist is gone, Mm -hmm. and then decides, okay, now it's safe for me to leave. And Mm -hmm. she starts walking back home in the snow, uphill. She hasn't eaten all day. Right. At least for one day. She's old. Mm -hmm. It's cold. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where it gets a little Wolf in the Snow for me. Mm. You know how Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has that moment in Wolf in the Snow where she lies down. Well, and she's Wolf exhausted. The, well, in Wolf in the Snow, like, you know, it's it's she helps the wolves mm-hmm. and the sure. wolves help her. Well, right. that's kind of what happens here, except the wolves are the nativity seed. <laughs> that's right, people. This is where it goes the off nativity the rails. seed comes to life. <laughs> With the Mary and the little Joseph and the, the little <laughs> wise men. The little wise men and the little and they shepherd. decide that the... Oh, well, look. it's really just the five of them and Mary's not going to Mary care. can't do much. She's got a baby Jesus in her arms. Right. She's holding Jesus who was being... He was in his own little, like... Wait. Oh, yeah. Well, he can't exactly walk around himself. He's just been born, And Kate. she can't leave baby Jesus statue No, but she's going to leave her church. baby alone in the church. Clearly that church is not a safe space. Right. So she yeah. takes Jesus in her arms. The wise men, the shepherds, and Joseph haul this woman. <laughs> they put down their little objects to do it, too. Well, yes. yes I mean, yes. it's hard to carry a woman and your stuff. Especially if you're a little tiny crush miniature person. Yes. Yes. They are tiny. They we are haven't so mentioned tiny. that. They're so tiny. They are tiny. Poor Mary's still carrying Jesus everywhere. They come to up to the woman's knees, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe. I would say. Maybe, maybe well, maybe half, even, maybe even shin. less than that. Yeah. yeah. So, they haul her back to her wagon. Mm. They lift her up into her locked bed. Which is bed. just impressive. How do they do that? I think just... This is the small miracle right here. <laughs> <laughs> is that they maybe. managed to... Well, I don't know. You've got a carpenter and a shepherd. They both... That's a lot of heavy lifting on both jobs. You know, you got to lift your sheep. you got to lift... Three the three wise men. The three wise men. They've been working out. They haven't told anyone. You can't right. tell them. I don't the know what they're doing their spare time. Maybe they work out. So the guys all split off. <laughs> do they do? They've each got a job. Yes. And but you only find Mary out stays with the they're... old lady who's sleeping in her bed. Yeah. And they and they and she nice. holds her hand, That's which is really right. just the tip of her she's finger. She's got such tiny hands. Mary's got little, 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 little tiny hands. Little tiny. So the three wise men, 
This is very. You guys should be enthralled by this story because it is amazing. <laughs> I guess this gets so weird. So they, the three wise men, go back into town. This is where we call internal logic takes over. They go past the church. They go back to the pawn shop and decide to hawk the gifts that were going to be for Jesus, which apparently are real. They, oh. It's actual. Oh, yes. The man uses his little tiny ma- yeah. like the, uh, the the pawn shop man uses uh-huh. his magnifying glass to make sure. Oh yes, okay. let's go. Frankenstein. Yes, this Frankenstein. Oh, real Smells good. I will give you fifty-seven dollars. Oh, I never noticed the amount. I knew he gave him a bunch of dollar bills, but yes. I didn't know it was for fifty-seven. Bucks. All of that was worth. $57. Well, pounds, so slightly more than $57? We don't know the conversion rate at this time. It's bigger than a dollar. And I'll just they, say that. Probably so, like 65 bucks. So they hawk their stuff for Jesus, they, they get money, they buy her accordion back. Yeah, I love, you can tell the transaction. He's still got money in his hand, but he's used some of the dollars to buy back the accordion. Yes. Which clearly was not worth much. And then decide to go on a shopping spree. <laughs> Where do they go for the shopping spree? Um, To Ace Food Markets. Yeah, so the, the supermarket. Yes. Where they buy everything only on the first shelf. <laughs> How are they going to reach? Sorry, Cheerios. We had to get the cheap version because it's all we can reach down here. It's Odeos for you, old lady. <laughs> she won't care. She's starving. Name brand sodas. I uh, guess. I mean, yeah. they found a bird. They found like a, a bird. A I don't know where they got that bird. Something. A lot of fruit. Yep. A lot of uh, produce. How they're getting this into the shopping cart? Unclear. They just toss it up there. Casper's really working like, the quads. It's like, yeah, he's it's just, like basketball. He's, yeah, I guess. He's just trying to flop it up there and <laughs> yeah. see if it goes Not on. Not on the bananas. Yeah. So then they take all of their... I love the expression on the cashier woman's face, by the way, where she's like, she's the only person who seems to think this is a little strange, but she's still in. And yeah. I mean, well, their hey, money's good. Money's money. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just yeah, like... Okay. okay. They take all of their stuff that they just bought, mm-hmm. and at the same time, um, I think, was it Joseph that cut down a little tiny tree? Yeah, well, he's got the tree. Does he have something else as well? He's got an axe. He's got he an bar- axe. I borrowed, he borrowed it from her, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the shepherd is coming with, lo and behold, the money box. Now, there's a whole side story here that we don't know. The shepherd is... Uh, what? Like, how did the shepherd get the money back, box oh. back? You don't need to know, Betsy. You don't need to Does know. Does he have, like, a crook with, you, like, blood dripping from it hidden somewhere? He's got sheep. They do what he tells them to do. <laughs> I guess you don't mess with the shepherd is all I'm thinking here. Don't Even a teeny, mess with the shepherd. Teeny tiny Unless shepherd. that's Joseph. I can't really No, tell. that's not Joseph. Joseph has gotten the wood because he's a carpenter. Joseph was a carpenter? Joseph was a carpenter. Where do you think Jesus learned to be a carpenter from? Carpenter school? No! From his dad! Joseph! Oh, man. Yeah, Joseph was a carpenter. That was his job. Okay. Sorry. So they all get back in the old woman's uh, wagon. Wagon. And... (laughs) Bungalow. And I guess that... Well, maybe... I don't think there's running water. I think they just took snow that was outside. Oh, that's possible. Warmed it up. You're right. And filled it... There's a teapot. They're making the chicken. They got, like, a stew going on. Yeah. We got the shepherd decorating... The Christmas tree yeah. and Betsy. Uh-huh. What do I tell you every time you give me a there's book? There's no clown in this book. Kate. Oh, but there is. What? Betsy. No, there's no clown. I didn't give you a clown. What, what is that, that? ornament? Let me look. What is um, that ornament, Betsy? What does that look like to you? That could. This is a British book. That could be. Um, that could be Punch uh. from Punch and Judy. He's facing us, so I can't tell it by the nose. Maybe it's. Maybe it's Punch, Kate. Maybe it's Punch. No, Betsy. It's a clown. <sighs> 
And Fine. but I do like that the three wise men mm-hmm. secretly are chefs on the side. You know they actually had a restaurant. Look at the expression on Casper's face here as he's uh, basting the oh, bird. He's totally he's into so it. into it. Yeah, they are chefs, and yeah. I think that they had a restaurant. It was called Frankincense Myrrh <laughs> and Golden Delicious. Nice, mm. I like it. So anyway, so Mary, who's been up with the old lady this entire time, um, passes Jesus. down the baby Jesus, climbs out of. I the, love that detail where she's like, "Yeah, I'm not." Climbing Climbing down to that rickety stool with my newborn baby in my arms, you take the baby, then I'll come down. Right. Yeah. So Mary comes down, everyone leaves. Yep, they take off. And then the old woman wakes up and she's like, oh my gosh, who just broke into my house and made delicious dinner? Don't forget, she not only has the accordion and the money they gave her, but she also has the money she got from hawking the accordion in the first place. Yeah. So she's doing And okay. extra money, she's got... So much extra she's food. She's got a ton of firewood that, like, Joseph, like, chopped for her. Yeah. Yep. And she's looking out of her window like, who could have done this? All I see are tiny little footprints in the snow. <laughs> oh, well. And then she goes on to eat and play her accordion, and she is very happy. Are there tiny little footprints? Tiny... I never noticed that. That's there why are I'm tiny... here, Betsy, to point out Thank the you. random little details, like clowns and tiny footprints. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not convinced on the clown detail. It's I'm not convinced. Totally. Well, we'll we'll put it on the Instagram. People can decide for themselves. Fuse a... number eight, Kate, on Instagram. It's a clown. Correct. No, incorrect. Very yes. correct. All and right. that's the end of the book. So it's a weird one. Uh, it it's an unexpected one. Yes. But um, uh, it's it's. Are we at ratings? I think we are. There's really because Americans just don't know it that well there's not a lot of background information on the book out there that's okay i don't think i want to know i want yeah right i kind of like it being a mystery yeah it is interesting because just uh, i will say this much there aren't that many wordless christmas picture books so what is your rating i have a scale from one to ten one being the worst ten being the best look it's 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 a weird wacky book but i have a lot of affection for it it has a weird gentleness and just a compassion and i like a book that leans into the weirdness like it doesn't go half seas on it it's like we're gonna work out all the details of this yep we're gonna have joseph like repair the hole in the floor of hers while everyone else is like cooking dinner and decorating the tree like it just it just it's like if we're gonna do the bit we're gonna commit to the bit and for that reason I'm going to do a strong seven. I like it. I do I, like it. I gave it a 6.78. It's Ooh. a weird rating for a weird book. 6.78 is a very weird rating, but not far from my rating. I no. think we're we're pretty agreed on this one. It's a very sweet story. I it's think, a very sweet story. I think it's a good story for Christmas because it yeah. teaches a lot of things that Jesus did. And it acknowledges you know? that there's bad stuff in the world that's going to happen. And that, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I just, it's a I cute just like ending. It. It's a cute ending. And it's a cute book. And so, so it's a classic. So Americans, if you haven't discovered it, it, it actually is in a lot of libraries, I have found. Um, so check, go to your local library. See if, see if you can find it. It's, it's well worth a look-see. It's a classic. It's a classic-y classic. All right, letters time. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with that. Um... On our last episode, as you will recall, with Remy Chalip, uh, we talked a fair amount about the fact that uh, the candles on the cake yeah. uh, go from... We 11 said, to 14. Right, that's correct. We miscounted. What? <laughs> um, 
It's 11 to 13. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry, but they did point it out. People were like, actually, it's 13. And then someone was like, and one of them isn't lit. Now, I don't... Now, maybe there's a symbolism to that. I don't know if there is. The whole uh, point of me pointing that out, though, is the fact that it, it's not consistent. Like... Right. It's... It's he, not, like, he didn't count the candles the first time and then replicate it in the second one, though it does look similar to the two pictures, but in fact. I like the theory that I, he was lost for two years. And, and, then, uh, and the other thing that I didn't point out at the time was that when he got the invitation, who did it say it was for? Did it say One it was day, for? Ned got an invitation to a surprise party. That's how it begins. I know, but when he got the actual invitation, mm. it probably said, hey, you're, you're invited, invited to... to a, yeah. A surprise party for someone that we're not going to mention their name? It do you want to do it, RSVP? Maybe he knew a lot of Neds. Maybe the year he was born, like, half the boys in his class were named Ned. Now, you remember a uh, long arms woman who doesn't know what to do with her arms? I can't put my arms down! My arms down. Uh, well, we, we pointed out that, you know, she had quite long arms, and then uh, Jen wrote in and she said, well... Unless you're at an auction, in which case you'll come home with some expensive stuff. Yes. Which is absolutely true. I didn't actually want that. No, please. <laughs> please, no. Uh, yep. So, grown-up things we like. Do you want to go first? I do want to go first. Okay, so, I uh, go to a ho- I go to one holiday party every year. That's um, Yeah. And uh, it's, it's hosted by James Kennedy, who runs the 92nd Newberry Film Festival. And... It's a, it's a very interesting party because what he does is he, every year, he makes all the guests, not he doesn't make, but all the guests have the option to take parts in a sitcom, a Christmas uh, sitcom episode, usually from NBC. So one year it was a Golden Girls uh, and there was a Seinfeld. Uh, this year the choices were Mork and Mindy, uh, let's see, Community, and news radio. And uh, I have to say, it's a delightful way to run your Christmas party. But that is not the necessarily the thing that I like. The thing that I like was that I ran into the great-granddaughter of Madeline Langle, which, right there, I told her if that was me, I would just enter every room and be like, Hello, I'm the great-granddaughter of Madeline Langle. You may bow now. Uh, and she and I were talking about podcasts, and we were mentioning one of my favorite podcasts, which is Radio Lab. Now, Radiolab, we both agreed, has one problem. It used to be all science, and now it's all political. And I'm not as much a fan of the political. But a recent uh, episode called Breaking Bongo, I highly recommend. It is about the nation of Gabon, of which I knew nothing. Uh, And it talks about the Bongo regime, which has been in place there. And it talks about how... The freedom fighters who are trying to get a democratic republic in uh, Gabon have started using fake news and trolling and all these things that have been bad in America, and they are using it to um, disturb the regime. And it's very ethically, uh, very complicated, and what is good and what is bad in these situations. So it is fascinating. Highly recommend it. The most recent, well, maybe not the most recent by now, but a recent-ish uh, episode of Radiolab called Breaking Bongo. Okay. What's yours? Well, as we started this episode, I mentioned I went to Montreal this weekend. Yes. And I did something very Canadian. Uh, what? Nope, 
I did not sing. Oh. I went curling. I learned. Like you actually curled? I actually curled. So wait, you took a little broom mm-hmm. and brushed it back and forth on ice very, very fast. I tried. To make a stone move slightly faster in the direction you wished it to go. Yes. And how did that go? Well, let me tell you. Okay. Um, what does the average American not know about curling, Kate? It is very difficult. Really? They make it look so easy. Yeah, they and just go hoochah, 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 hoochah. No, well, the, the first part is get throwing the rock, right, right from one side. Do you have to both throw it and hoochah, hoochah, hoochah? No. So okay, you're, so you're, you got different... Right, your people, teammates right, will yeah. hoochah hoochah, right. you throw the rock. Okay. Well, you're not throwing it. So is it like shuffleboard? Do you have to like push it like a like a shuffleboard thing? I mean, it's, it's well, one, you you have to balance because you're sliding across ice while trying not to fall on your butt. Are you on skates? No. What? Right. Oh. Yeah. What? You are <laughs> on ice and you are sliding across ice while letting go of this rock while it's slowly turning, hence curling in the direction you wanted to do go. Do you lose points if you fall flat on your face in the midst of the You know, push? I was the only person who did multiple belly flops. Yes. I don't have upper body strength. You don't have the arm strength. Yeah, it takes you have to really push it and you have huh. to balance and you have to make sure you don't fall and crack your head open and it's in the, with the hoochie hoochie and it's just a wow. Whole, oh, it's so and it's uh, my body hurts and it's been two days my really my legs like riding a my horse arms <laughs> i had a gigantic bruise on my kneecap oh. because i you're not supposed to put your knee on the ice but you know a beginner you put your knee sure, on the yeah, ice yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah it so wow. i curled you and sound it, like you had a wonderful time <laughs> it was it was very fun mm-hmm. i would never do it again but mm-hmm. i have 120 gazillion percent respect for curlers so anyway that's go, amazing Go, go curl. All right, folks. Curl your hearts out. Yeah. Excellent. Don't hurt yourself, though. No, don't. Don't. Please don't hurt yourself. So, wait. Does that mean next week is going to be a Hanukkah book? Nope. Next week's Christmas, too. Oh, okay. Then we do a Hanukkah book. Okay. Yay. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Until then, I've been Betsy. Okay. Bye. Fuse 8 and Cave is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at Fuse8Kate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our national curling champion is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. <laughs>